Claudine Francois and the founder of In Good Clean Taste. I am dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs design a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy, delicious tools, tips, and resources that empower their inner and outer game. Every episode, my featured guest and I share our healthy, delicious lifestyle journey on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Hello, and welcome to Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. I am content creator and functional medicine practitioner, Claudine Francois. And if your health is suffering and you've run all the tests only to be told everything's normal, I would like to be of service. Women are getting incredible insights out of the complimentary sessions I'm offering for a limited time to decode those lab results and show you what you can do to take action. So you can get the link below or in the comments. Oh my gosh. So let's get to today's show. It is going to be amazing. And it is called How to Thrive with Intermittent Fasting, Mindset Mastery, and Metabolic Boost with Dr. Kim Foster. I am so excited to bring up today's guest. She is such a wonderful person, such a good friend of mine, and I'm going to bring her up from the green room in just a moment so you can hear all of the amazing goodness she has to share with us. But let me tell you a little bit about her first. Dr. Kim Foster is an MD turned coach and entrepreneur who inspires people around the world to live healthy, beautiful, vibrant lives by elevating whole person wellness. After experiencing the frustrations and crushing limitations of the conventional healthcare system, which I know many of you have experienced as well. She began her journey into entrepreneurship as the founder of the Wellness Coach Academy. By training new health and wellness coaches through the academy, she has helped others build their businesses, find freedom, and promote a healthy, balanced living across the globe. We are going to bring her up, so give her a warm welcome. I know you are absolutely going to love Dr. Kim Foster. Hello. Hey, Claudine, how are you? Thank you so I, much for having me. Oh my gosh, such a pleasure. And we should mention you're you're coming in all the way from the UK. So you're mm -hmm. you know, Cheerio and Tally-ho and all those things. <laughs> yes, all of those things. All yeah. the British phrases I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> but so glad to have you. Thank you for being here. And I cannot wait to get to today's topic because I know you have done multiple YouTube shows on this. I am on your email list. I see all the goodness you're putting out there. So I can't wait to get to those. But I'm going to start by asking you the first thing I ask all of my guests, which is what does a healthy, delicious lifestyle mean to you? Yeah, so this is a great question, Claudine. I'm glad that we're starting off with this. Um, I mean, to me, a healthy, delicious life means really embracing the journey, Um because we get often stuck in thinking that it is a destination. It's like a one thing that we can achieve. Like, okay, I've finally achieved a healthy life. There I am. Yay. Everything is great. Um, but it's not a destination. It is actually a journey, which is a good and a bad thing. I know that that might be disappointing, but it is actually, it's a good thing. Embracing that journey of like, it's not just about want, doing one thing or making, making, fixing something in some way. It's about all of the things that you can do as a progressive journey of evolving and improving every day. So that's what it means to me. That is a good reminder because those of us who are like, check the box, get it done, move on to the next thing. People are often thinking, okay, I just need to get that next thing done. And yeah. I know myself, I have very much struggled with enjoying the journey because I'm like, but I want to get to the destination. <laughs> 
Where is my destination? Yes, we there's so I mean, we're all the same, right? It's it's a very common thing, which is why I really like to emphasize the journey element of it rather than just like the achievement or arrival aspect of it. So good. And I know this is like a little bit of a spoiler alert, but you're writing a book. And I can't wait to hear more about this because I know this is going to be one of the topics is going to be how to embrace the journey, your health journey, you know, that mindset piece, which is really important. And we're going to get back to mindset at the end, but I want to talk about some of your earlier tips for intermittent fasting specifically, because I know a lot of women, they've heard the hype, they've heard, you know, the, the good and the bad, they may have tried it, they may have struggled. And so I feel like your tips are going to be super, super helpful for them. So let's talk about this first one, which people are going to be like, what? <laughs> so maybe explain <laughs> it a little bit because you talked in one of your YouTube videos about utilizing the power of autophagy to regulate metabolism and boost cellular energy. So you might need to explain to us a little bit, what is autophagy and how does that help boost our metabolism? Yeah. Okay. Let's just dive right into autophagy. It is definitely the most like sort of sciencey sounding element of, of, you know, how intermittent fasting works, how it benefits us. Um, but autophagy to make, to try and keep it as simple as possible, it's like a like cleaning and decluttering process for your body. It happens inside our cells. It happens inside our systems. It's kind of like when you're decluttering or cleaning your house of like unwanted things or broken bits of furniture or, you know, old stuff that just needs to get cleared out. So I actually, you know, because our cells and our bodies are the same. We get we old things kind of hang around and clutter things up and gunk things up so that they're not working properly. I think of it like the Marie Kondo of our bodies. Autophagy like gets in there, gets rid of all the stuff that we don't need, keeps things nice and clean, which keeps things working at an optimal rate. And there are a ton of benefits to autophagy. So does that make sense though, that explanation of like what autophagy actually is? Yes. I love the Marie Kondoing of your body cells. <laughs> I think everyone gets that, right? It's cleaning up. We got it. Spring cleaning for the cells. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And so intermittent fasting, this is one of the benefits of intermittent fasting is that it triggers this process of autophagy. Um, when you allow your body phases of time where you are not bringing food in um, and the hormonal changes that occur when you are in a fasting phase, that triggers this process of autophagy. So we have to allow for it to happen because it's actually a natural process that is already set up. It's like a, it's a program that's already loaded into our bodies is the process of like Marie Kondoing everything. Um, but we can interfere with it when we are constantly like feeding ourselves food um, because we do need a fasting period to really trigger and boost that autophagy process. Oh, I love that. That's so good. And we're going to talk a little bit about the how to's, right? Because there are some things that people will do and they'll think, ah, this intermittent fasting thing isn't for me. It just does not work. And there are also a lot of specifics for women. And so we're going to talk about how, you know, what, what common mistakes do we want to avoid if we're going to do intermittent fasting and it, we want it to work. So let's, I do want to point out, you had very kindly uh, agreed or you mentioned this book, Intermittent Fasting Transformation by Cynthia Thurlow, which I love this book. I can see I've like tabbed and everything because it's specifically for women. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right? Yeah, And it exactly. has a lot of great... So I love that you're going to give us the highlights. <laughs> change <laughs> from that book as well as some other studying that you've done because I think a lot of people are going to want to know like okay well what what should I not do what are the things mm-hmm. I should avoid if I want to make this I can't talk successful <laughs> and get that autophagy thing happening I want to make Marie Kondo myself <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so absolutely I want to make this as simple as possible because although I mean I love that book um by Cynthia's book is fantastic and it goes into a ton of detail but the truth is you actually don't need all the details you don't need to know all the things and all the sciencey facts about it just to get started and to benefit from it so i i don't want that to be a barrier for people so although we are going to talk about myths and mistakes and you know where it can go wrong and kind of how to how to get started um really one of my main messages is let's not make this more complicated than it needs to be it's a really simple process that our bodies are already designed to do so let's just figure out how to allow our systems to do what they are already set up to do. Um, But yeah, I mean, there are some mistakes and things that people can make along the way. So let's, we can talk about that for sure. Yeah. And I think some, one of the things is people wanting to just like go all in, right. Just, they start off too fast. They, they, I don't know, they do a three day fast after eating everything every day. (laughs) Like (laughs) what, what are some of the mistakes that you have seen that you've helped people work through? Yeah, well, exactly. That is definitely one of them is starting off too drastically because it can be a shock to the system. Of course it can. Like we are, if you are living like most people, the standard American diet, like you are eating all day long, like right from the moment that you get up um, to like late night snacking and constantly or, you know, quite frequently through that. So to shift your eating pattern so that there is a, there are periods of awake time when you're not eating, that can be quite a shock to your body, both physiologically and also like mentally and emotionally, because we're just not accustomed to it. So um, some people get really excited about the idea of intermittent fasting because it sounds great because there's all kinds of benefits that the research has demonstrated. Now, it's not a new thing. I mean, it's something that people have been doing for, you know, millennia or like, you know, for, for a very long time. Um, but uh, it, it's something that now science is now starting to get caught up to and be like, oh, actually, there are definitely some benefits. So people get very excited when they learn about the benefits and want to like just jump right on in. But that's a mistake. That's the number one mistake is because it can be really hard on your system to suddenly have to adapt to you know, not eating for long stretches of time during the day, if you choose, like, depending on the pattern that you choose to start off with. Um, And it can, it it can cause people to just really struggle through those first, you know, days or or week or so, and just give up. And it doesn't have to be that way, because it's not an all or nothing thing. What I recommend is to just start gradually, like just because all that we're talking about with intermittent fasting is it's just a change in your eating pattern. You're not necessarily changing what you eat. Um, it's just that you're choosing a, a window when you're eating and a window of time when you're not eating. And that's actually what our bodies are designed to do. Our bodies are not supposed to be eating 
all the time, like every single waking hour. It's too much for our digestive system. It's too much for like our metabolic systems to, to cope with. So start by choosing a window. Um, and, but it does, you don't have to start off with the most drastic, uh, you know, narrow eating window that you can come up with. Um, so the easiest way is just like a 12 hour, 12 hour, 12 hours of eating and 12 hours of not eating. And most of those 12 hours of not eating in the beginning are just going to be the hours when you're asleep. So you're either stopping eating, you know, before bedtime, or you're delaying, you're just putting off when you start eating for the day in the morning. And then once you've kind of got that 12 hour thing going down and you're feeling more comfortable with that and you're getting kind of psychologically used to it, then you can start to gradually stretch that window of time. So that that's how to avoid the whole like jumping in and then being like, oh my God, this is terrible. I feel awful and I'm not used to this and just giving up. Well, I love that because if you think about it, if you're eating dinner at six and you're finishing by seven, and you don't eat breakfast till seven, like that's reasonable. I think most people can handle. And yeah. from what I understand, 12 hours is you're supposed to be doing that anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And it's really like when you really break it down, because I know that when you hear about fasting, I mean, that just the term fasting can sound kind of scary, right? It's like, I can't go without food. What do you mean? So um, I like food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love food. This is why I didn't try it for a long time, because I love to eat. Um, but but really, I realized, okay, why am I making this so like, why am I buying into this? Like, you know, not helpful story. We can talk more about limiting beliefs. Um, but, but yeah, like it's really like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's not like that might require a small shift in your eating patterns, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the end of the world. It's easy enough to get started. Do that for a week until you get feeling kind of comfortable with that and then just stretch it out by an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like there's so many, um, questions about, okay, then when, when I do eat, what do I eat? How do I eat? How much do I eat? And I think I heard you say earlier, you're not really changing what you eat. You're just eating during different, or you're changing the window of time in which you eat. Did I hear that correctly? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, intermittent fasting really just is, we're only talking about the timing of your of your food. It's just the timing of your meals. That's all that is changing truly. That said, I mean, I don't want you, and this is this is another mistake. This is mistake number two. Um, is is somebody taking that and and interpreting it to think, oh, well, that means that I can eat whatever I want during my like feeding window. Um, and of course, that's not, it's not permission to just like have all the pizza and French fries during your eating window because you're just working against yourself there, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, that is. Um, so you still of course, like it would be, I would be remiss if I wasn't saying it really is. You want, if you're, if you're doing this to improve your health, then of course you want to eat healthy, nourishing whole foods as much as possible, minimize your processed foods, all of those kinds of things. But the difference there is that it's not like, I mean, this is one of the great things about intermittent fasting is that it's not like a diet that says, oh, you these are your allowed foods. These are your not allowed foods. Um, and you have to kind of keep track of that and you have to measure things and weigh things. And that's what's so beautiful about intermittent fasting is just so simple to implement because especially right in the beginning, you just don't have to change anything about what you eat. You're just changing when you eat. So you don't have to memorize anything. You don't have to remember to do anything. You just have to keep track of your eating window um, and your you know fasting window and that's all you need to figure out. To optimize from there, it's definitely a good idea to like continue to work on making sure that when you are eating, you're filling your body with like really healthy food, of course. 
And I would say from personal experience and from that of my clients, the easiest way to do that is prepare ahead of time. <laughs> right? Definitely. To yes. have some kind of a, like have something ready. Cause when you're hungry, you know, if we wait till we're hungry to start figuring, thinking out what we're going to eat, we don't always make the best choices. So having something prepared that you can just grab that you've already put in a nice little bent that you've, I don't know, Marie condified your fridge or something. <laughs> yes. a nice bento box, you know, that's already prepared. Um, I mean, for me, when I have lunches that are pre-made, it's like the best, easiest thing. And I don't have to worry about what am I going to throw together? Or I'm starving and I have a meeting. I need to grab whatever's easiest. It's like, no, you already have it. You already made it. Go you for setting yourself up for success. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and so yeah, you're right. Planning what you're going to eat when you first come start your your feeding window when you come out of your fast, that is a very smart thing to do. But the good news is is that you're going to have more time. I found that when I started fasting, uh, using intermittent fasting, I actually had more time, um, which is like an amazing side benefit because who doesn't need more time? But because there was one meal less during the day, like there was this whole period from basically when I woke up to noon, so because I do a 16-8, so I'm not eating for 16 hours, and then I'm, I have a feeding window of eight hours from 12 noon to 8 p.m. at night. So that my whole morning has nothing to do with food. Like I'm just, I'm drinking lots of water, which is actually another mistake that we'll talk about in a sec, but I'm drinking lots, um, but I'm not eating. So I don't have to like prepare food, clean up dishes, you know, any of that sort of stuff is happening. So I actually had like, I just felt that my, my mornings were like, there was just one less task that I had to deal with. So, I mean, that could absolutely be time for like planning and prepping what you are going to be eating during your eating window. I love that. And for me, I could probably have my biggest meal of the day at four. So I'd probably do an eight to four. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing. It's another like it's a misconception that you have to do the like breakfast skipping thing. It doesn't have to be like that. It's not about that. It's really about choosing because we all have different schedules. Um, you know, you got to make it work for your life, your family, your work schedule, whatever. So uh, and your preferences, like knowing when you tend to like be more you know hungry and want to eat more, um, you know, that kind of thing. So you choose the window that works for you. Absolutely. I love it. Now, I know you're going to talk about hydration. I have so many other tips. So let's just put a point in it and say, make sure you're drinking enough water. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it's such a big deal. You have to hydrate. So it's not, we're not, this is not a fast where you're not having anything going in your mouth. Like this, you definitely need clear fluids, black tea, black coffee, clear water, herbal tea, like any of that sort of stuff. So, and that definitely helps you get, especially in the beginning when you're not used to like not eating solid food for, you know, a few hours, then having lots of fluids coming in. That's what you Love need it. to do. Awesome. So let's get to your next tip, which is beware of the intermittent fasting myths. I love this one. I almost like spoiled a few of them a second ago because it's like, oh, wait. Because <laughs> there's so many great things that um, you mentioned in, and you've done, I, I need to link to your YouTube channel because you have done hmm. a lot of great videos on this if people want to dive deeper into it. Um, but you've mentioned like breakfast is the most important meal of the day myth or intermittent fasting slows metabolism, which I really want to get into. Um, or it causes muscle loss. So let's talk about some of those. What are some of those myths and why are they not right? Why are they myths? Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of myths and there's so many different reasons why these things are out there as dogma, as stuff that we just believe it's kind of out, you know, it's just 
exists. But yeah, breakfast. Um, so breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Like how many times have you heard this? We've all heard this, right? It's it's said so often that it feels like it's just straight up fact. Like it just feels like it's hardcore mm-hmm. factual, but it's not. Uh, it's actually, surprisingly, it's a phrase that was coined by John Harvey Kellogg in the 19th century. Kellogg, as in Kellogg's breakfast cereal, because he was using it as like a slogan to help him sell his breakfast cereal. Mm. So he started saying it, um, you know, at a time period when you could just say stuff without anything to really back it up. Um, And then people just adopted it. And it's just become part of our like cultural fabric. We just believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Um, But there is actually, there has been subsequent since that time, there has been lots of research done to show that that's actually not true. So there really isn't any evidence to demonstrate that absolutely breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And in fact, there was like, you know, some studies that meta-analysis studies, which are the kind of scientific studies that analyze other studies and kind of pool all of the results. And so, you know, because there have been lots of different smaller studies and a big meta-analysis that was done in 2019 showed that there is no difference in body weight between people who eat breakfast and people who don't eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's other parameters too, like focus and, you know, energy and all that kind of stuff. And there's just really is no absolute difference between breakfast eaters and not breakfast eaters. So for me, this comes down to personal preference because some people love breakfast. Some people feel energetic with it. So it helps they feel better with it. And if that's you, then don't skip breakfast. That's great. But if you, many people don't have an appetite and they don't really feel like eating in the morning or, you know, their lifestyle just doesn't, uh, you know, lend to it. And then in that case, don't feel like you have to eat breakfast because you've been sold this dogma about like, you know, eat breakfast or you're harming your body. Cause that's just not true. Mm, such a good reminder. Yeah, I wake up starving. So that's why I would do like the eight to four more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Adapt it to your to your own rhythms, to you, like your personal preferences. Absolutely. It's totally flexible that way. Yeah. And let's talk about the one about slowing your metabolism. And you have, I know you have some really great information about this particular one mm-hmm. that enables you to not slow down your metabolism because you could, right? You could slow down your metabolism by just um, reducing the amount of food you're eating. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, this is the thing, like, there's a difference between conventional diets, which are restrictive, right? And they are calorie restriction, putting you in sustained calorie deprivation. Um, And that can absolutely slow your metabolism because over time, your body is just, you're never really satisfying your your body's needs. You're just always keeping it in this low calorie um, intake. And that's why, you know, we, we see so many of the stats about like, you know, once somebody comes off of a diet like that, then they just rebound and regain the weight because their metabolism has slowed. Um, that's when you're doing like a constant calorie restriction. And this, the book that you're, you've got on the screen here about Dr. Jason Fung's book, The Complete Guide to Intermittent Fasting, 
is excellent, excellent at explaining the differences between conventional dietary approaches of restriction, which mm. can slow your metabolism, versus intermittent fasting, which really is, it aligns more with how our bodies have always been designed to work, where we have periods of feeding, periods of feasting, and periods of fasting. Like, that's just how our systems evolved, and it's okay. Like, that that in itself does not slow your metabolism to have to feed your bodies and fill your needs, and then go through a period of digestion where you are not like constantly putting food in. And there's lots of, you know, hormonal things that happen when you're fasting and all kinds of, you know, reasons that we probably won't get into today. But if you're, if people are interested, I do go into detail in my YouTube videos and also in the book that you're showing there, it's got lots of um, details. But yeah, I mean, we, when you shift back and forth, that's how our bodies are supposed to work. And that doesn't slow your metabolism metabolism because there are mechanisms in place to then burn fat when you are do not have food coming in. If your fat stores, that's what they're there for, right? Is to be burned, but you can only access those fat stores when you are not putting more food into your mouth, when you are resting and fasting, if that makes sense. Yeah. So just because you're having either fewer meals or eating in less time doesn't mean you're reducing your calorie intake, correct? Exactly. Exactly. It's not about, that's not the goal of, of intermittent fasting is to reduce your calorie intake. The goal is just to um, condense it into a window so that you are eating or you're not eating. Gotcha. And we will link to jo Dr. Jason Fung's book so that anyone who wants more detail can definitely get to that. Uh, yeah. Your last tip. So, so good. And I've been saving it for like savoring it <laughs> for last. <laughs> uh, your mindset could be the missing piece to successful fasting. What do you mean, Dr. Kim? How can my <laughs> mindset be the missing piece to being successful at intermittent fasting? Yeah, I I have a per it is my core philosophy that that actually this is the missing piece for most people is their mindset um, because in conventional healthcare and in the health and wellness space really there is so much focus on the what and the how and the why sometimes but like you know all the action and the tactics and we think that it's just all about like what do I need to do? What's the next strategy? What's the thing? Like, I need to take action, action, action. But no attention is paid to the who, meaning who are you being? Who is this person who is trying to make these changes? Because that is going to dictate everything about whether you are actually able to take this advice or this strategy or this tactic and actually implement it into your life, not just for a day, but like, a sustained period of time because until you are able to address whatever is going on inside your head about like, you know, it's whatever stories and there's a million different stories that we all have, but some of them are like, I will, I can never lose weight because everyone in my family is heavy or I can't lose weight because I am perimenopausal or, you know, whatever story that you're telling yourself, if, if you believe that, then are you really going to implement the strategy that has been presented to you um, in the way that you would actually need to in order to get results long term? And I mean, those are just like just two random examples off the top of my head, but we all have those stories and we will self-sabotage if what we're trying to do really just isn't in alignment with who we believe ourselves to be and what we believe to be possible. 
Hmm. And mindset work is not like a quick fix. Like, it's not like, oh, no. you just decide today that I don't want to believe that. I mean, you could just decide today you don't want to believe that. But for a lot of us, it takes a, it's a process. So yeah, it, it's definitely a process, but it begins with even just being aware that it is that this factor is at play, that it's not just a matter of finding the latest strategy, because that's all that's out there. There's so much noise and so much dogma and arguing, infighting about like, no, this is the best diet. No, this is the best diet. No, this is the kind of exercise to do. No, this is the exercise you, you should do. And you should always eat this thing and you should never eat that thing. Like get so dogmatic and very confusing. And so that makes us feel like, okay, well, that's what I need to do. I need to figure out what I, what action I need to take. But really, really what I advocate is just stop, just pause. And I mean, even though we've been talking about intermittent fasting here and it may not be right for you, right? I'm not saying this is right for everybody. Um, but if it is something that you want to try before you do, I want you to really think about well, what stories do I have about intermittent fasting? Like, um, do you have a story that I'm going to be starving if I don't eat food? Right? Do you, have you heard yourself say that? I'll, I'll starve. I, or I feel really tired and terrible if I don't eat food. And really just examine what's going on there. Is it true? I mean, it might be. Or is it true that when you have a big meal, like a way big meal, you feel really tired and sluggish? Right. Like we need to sort of examine what is the actual story and is that stopping you from even trying something new, experimenting and seeing how it works for you um, and then going from there. That's such a good reminder. And I think it's really helpful to do that with someone else because we often get in our heads yes. and somebody else can really question, well, why, why, why do you think that? Why is that something that you're saying? Um, how is that working exactly to really question? Sometimes we take things as fact when they're actually a belief. And I want to just touch on one little thing that you mentioned in there. It's not little actually, which is who this isn't for. I mean, for who shouldn't do intermittent fasting? Is it people who have a history of disordered eating, people who are going through some kind of healing process? Like, are there any people you would say, you know what, stop and pause and maybe do it later? Yes. Actually, you hit on a few of them, right? So people with a history of eating disorder, this is not suitable. Um, people who are under 18. So really, this is an adult thing because kids, uh, when you're under 18, you're still growing and you know your body's needs are different. Um, women who are pregnant or breastfeeding, it's not a good idea. It's not for you at this time. Or yeah, if you are going through like a very difficult traumatic phase, if you've just gone through surgery or you're healing from a, a you know, a car accident or, you know, whatever is going on for you, then this isn't the right time for you to do, to do that. But yeah. Oh, thank you so much. You know what, this is, you've given us so much information in this short amount of time. And I just <laughs> want to uh, underscore that you have so much more information on your, what, on your website and also on your YouTube channel. And you've also been so, so kind in offering to the community your top 10 intermittent fasting tips document, which I'm linking here. And I'll also link it in the comments and show notes. Um, I have, I've seen it myself and it is great for anyone who wants just a little bit more information on what are the things that are going to help me be more, even more successful in my intermittent fasting journey, as well as checking out all your YouTube shorts, because they are really, <laughs> really great. They're nice and to the point, which is wonderful for those of us who are busy. We don't have time to watch an hour long. Mm. <laughs> And yours yeah. are like seven to 10 minutes, which is perfect for me. So thank you so much for those. I love them. You're very welcome. Yeah, all of that stuff. I mean, it can be all found over my website, drkimbosner.com, my YouTube channel, which I guess you'll link. But then, yes, absolutely. If you are curious or keen about 
intermittent fasting and like, hmm, I actually, I want to learn a little bit more and check this out and decide if this is something that I want to try for myself, then that guide that you've got there on the screen is the perfect place to start. Just download that for free. And that's, that's your best next step. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you sharing all this goodness and wisdom with us. Thank you, Dr. Kim. Yeah, you're welcome, Connie. This was really fun to chat to you about all of this good stuff. So thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. So I'm going to put you in the green room. You can grab a mocktail or whatever, depending on what fasting window you're in right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Was that not absolutely amazing? Um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did um, because Dr. Kim has so much valuable information. And again, I will link to everything we talked about. And I want to remind you, what are you going to do to create a healthy, delicious lifestyle for yourself today? And until then, join me for another episode of Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Central. And until then, have a healthy, delicious day. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at ingoodcleantaste.com. Be sure to join me for another episode every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine.